You're listening to Side Hustle Pro, the podcast that teaches you to build and grow your side hustle from passion project to profitable business. And I'm your host, Nikayla Matthews Okome. So let's get started. Hey, hey guys, welcome, welcome back to the show. It's Nikayla here of the Side Hustle Pro Podcast. And today we are going to kick off the year talking about how to choose the right side hustle for you. I want you all to get your side hustles up and running this year. And if you already have a side hustle, I want you to do some reflection and make sure it's the right one for you and you're really doing what you love and what makes sense for you. So let's jump right into the tips. Let's not waste any time. Tip number one. When you are deciding what is the right side hustle for you, you need to start by taking inventory of all your interests, all of your skills and your passions. And that starts with writing it down. Literally, you know, you can pull out a pen and paper, you can pull out your phone, open up a note and start to write down things that excite you, things that you enjoy doing, things that people always look to you for information on, advice on, or even to buy from you. (laughs) Start to write all of that down. And you might have heard that before, so you might be like, well, I've done that before. I haven't gotten anywhere, Nikayla. Let me tell you what the trick is. So when you are writing down all of your interests and things that you would love to do, you know, you're just kind of, and be broad with this list. Just throw out everything that you would want to do, that you dream of doing one day. But as you are going through that list, I want you to circle the ones, only circle the ones that, like I said, excite you. And that you would do if you were not getting paid for it for a while. Because when I talk about side hustles, in Side Hustle Pro land, when we talk about side hustles, we are talking about passion projects that we are going to build up into profitable businesses. But when you're starting a really legit side hustle, not just, you know, a hobby or something that you want to do really quick to get some extra cash. When we're talking about the side hustle that we're building out into a viable business, That means it's going to take time. It's going to take time to earn money from it. It's going to take time to be profitable. So what does that mean? That means that you have to be willing to stick it out through those days, weeks, months, years when you're not making money from your side hustle, but you still have that vision. You know your why. You know why you want to do this and why it's so important to you. So circle things that you would be okay doing on the side while you're working your full-time job and not getting paid for a while for that side hustle. Then also circle things that you can see yourself doing for years to come. Your side hustle that you truly invest your time in should be something that you want to do beyond a few months, beyond a year. It's not just what's in now. It's really something that you can see yourself committed to for not the rest of your life, but for many, many years, because it's going to take time to invest into it. It's going to take time to learn the space. It's going to take time to keep on growing and then to finally be able to monetize and earn money and then eventually become profitable. And then circle things that you are not going to start to view as a chore. And I know this can be hard to predict, but what I mean here is let's say that you enjoy cooking. And, you know, sometimes like around the holidays, people come to you and they want your cakes and your pies or whatever. And you've thought about opening up your own kitchen, getting all the licenses and permits that you need to start selling your signature dishes. However, If that's going to suck the joy out of your passion, that's not what you need to do as a side hustle. 
that might be a little confusing, right? It's like, but Nikayla, I like doing this. I'm passionate about it. It excites me, blah, blah, blah. Just because something is enjoyable to you and just because you love doing it and people come to you and are willing to pay you for it does not mean that this needs to be your side hustle. Okay, I love decorating our home. I love interior design for myself. I do not want anyone else coming to me for interior design. To my husband's chagrin, he is always like, um, can't we make money off of this somehow? <laughs> and I'm like, that, that would suck the joy out of it for me. And I'm sure you have other things like that as well. Photographers, just because you enjoy photography in your spare time does not mean that that is necessarily your side hustle. It could be. But again, only circle this if it would not be something that would become a chore or a burden or a bother or something that you'd really start to dread if people were reaching out to you. I mean, customer service is hard enough, but if people start reaching out to you because they want you to edit or fix their photos or they didn't like their dish or blah, 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 is it going to make you just question your whole entire existence in life? (laughs) Then perhaps that's not the side hustle for you. But just, you know, put a little mark next to it if it's something you're on the fence about. But these are ways to start to narrow down that wide list of interests and passions into what you actually want your side hustle to be. So that's tip number one. Tip number two, poll your friends. This is what I did when I was starting out my side hustle. I came home after graduating from grad school, and I didn't have a job immediately. It was really hard to find a job in the fields that I was interested in. You know, I'm a social media marketer. Um, That's my background and experience for over a decade. And I really wanted a job where I could continue to do that. And I was moving back to DC, which is like the political capital, right? So I wasn't finding a lot of creative agencies and companies. And I was at a turning point where I was lost. I was confused with the decisions I'd made in life. I was like, oh my goodness, what am I doing? And so I was at a point where I didn't even feel like I was good at anything anymore. I was kind of losing sight of myself. So I needed to turn to my friends and ask them, hey, what am I good at? (laughs) I literally sent them this poll. I did it anonymously, meaning I created a Google poll. And when you do that, you can make it anonymous so people can submit answers without you knowing who said what. So they could be free to answer and share their responses to the questions, such as, you know, what do you think my strengths are? Where have you seen me shine? Where have you seen me come alive? What skill set am I not tapping into? What could you see me doing? All of these questions. I I limited it to about five because, you know, even though they're friends or people that you've worked with and know you well enough to answer, they don't have time to be answering a long survey. So don't make it too long. However, take advantage of getting that objective lens, especially when it's anonymous, of people telling you what it is that you are overlooking in yourself that you're really good at. Because it's one thing for us to write down our interests. It's another thing for people who know us and see us to tell us, hey, have you thought about this? Have you considered this? Now, I want you to know that what you decide to do as a side hustle is not dependent on people's opinions. This exercise, and this is why you should send it to as wide a group as possible, as many friends as possible, as many people, acquaintances in your that you feel can answer this question truthfully and honestly. So it's not to get their opinions and have them tell you what you should be doing with your life, but What I find with this exercise that happens for everyone who does it time and time again is that the responses highlight things about themselves that 
they overlook that they knew, but they didn't think was a big deal because all of us, well, most of us, <laughs> most of us are guilty of just undervaluing what we know. And I'll, I'll get to that some more in a second. But most of us don't think the things that we can do or know are that big of a deal. And it's not because we have low self-esteem. It's just that it's so regular to us. We do it so well. It's nothing. It can, it, it takes no time for us. So we don't really think of it and, and think about the ways that we can build upon it. So Make sure you're polling your friends in addition to writing down your interests. Tip number two is to poll those friends. Oh, and I will provide a template for you guys. So if you want the exact questions that I use, go over to sidehustlepro.co slash poll. And I'll share that there. Um, again, that's sidehustlepro.co slash poll. All right, now let's get into tip number three. Tip number three. Speaking of people highlighting things we don't know, tip number three is to value what you know, okay? Value what you know. There is money to be made in basic information. Let me say that again. There is money to be made in providing basic information. Now, that doesn't mean that you are trying to scam people or charge people for things that they could Google. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that the things you know are important. And sometimes people want to hear it from you. And a lot of times we undervalue what we know because we are so used to doing it. We are so used to um, hearing it and we think everyone else is consuming the same things that we are. And they're just not. Case in point, my sisters and I recently started doing these um, monthly check-in meetings where we talk about, you know, different areas of life and growth, um, business, personal, all things, you know, and each and every time we do it, one of us surprises the other with a piece of information that we thought the other is new because we all were well-read. We are tuned into business topics. We, um, you know, we, we were educated. So we, of course, think that what we know, the others have already read or knew as well. But we don't <laughs> because everyone consumes different things. And so we're always telling each other, like, oh, my gosh, you need to, you know, do a blog post on that or, oh, my gosh, like, you need to download this for us. And so that's just one example of don't assume that people know what you know. And people also, not only do they want to know what you know, but they want to hear it from you. There are people who um, enjoy learning podcast information from myself. They could, you know, go somewhere else and get that information. But because of my journey and because of my path and the fact that we might have similarities, they might see themselves in me as a Jamaican, someone who grew up in the Bronx or went to a certain school or, you know, enjoys certain activities. They relate to me and getting information from someone you relate to is priceless. Similarly, I like to consume content and information from Black women. <laughs> I, I just... I, I can really relate to people who have gone through similar struggles as myself or just a similar pathway. And it just feels like that person could be my friend. I think that's what it comes down to the most. Um, it feels like I'm learning from a friend, like someone who I would go to brunch with. And that actually has happened where, you know, I've been in a city or I've been at a conference and I have finally connected with someone who I interviewed or I took their course. And, you know, 
that is one of the reasons why I'm attracted to certain people when I, I learn from them or have them on the podcast. I just enjoy speaking with people who I feel that I would be friends with in real life. And it helps to build that rapport. And it helps me to connect with you as I'm consuming your information. Not everyone is like that, but a strong percentage of people are. So getting back to tip number three, when it comes to writing down your interest and things that you want to turn into a side hustle, whether it's a service where you're teaching people something or you're making people something, you know, as a physical product, remember that what you might view as basic is completely needed by somebody else. Um, another basic thing. Um, yesterday, I went on TikTok and I looked up the best way to to clean broccoli because I wanted to make sure that the way that I've been doing for years is the most thorough, you know, because I've just been seeing more and more, you know, there was a recall for some veggies recently. And I was like, you know what? I, I want to make sure that my process is the best. So I looked that up, basic information to some, but lo and behold, there's tons of videos on TikTok about broccoli, steaming broccoli, and they have millions and millions of views, you guys. So what are you underestimating that you know? One last story about this tip. I was speaking with a friend and we're talking about, you know, how we're going to create more TikTok content. And, you know, that person and myself, we're talking about, oh, we want to, we have so many videos, we've vlogged and we've gone to these different places and we want to put it together with music and we just haven't had the time. And then I had to check us and I said, to her and myself, I was like, you know what? The content that I see doing really well on TikTok is basic stuff. Like literally people putting some music and showing their new camera. And that's it. There's no scenes. There's none of that. People just doing a scan of their room and putting some music on it to show their, their clean room, their clean kitchen. It's amazing when you really start to study content and study the human mind. And what it all comes down to is by showing people your world and by having the courage to show what some would view as basic and wouldn't have the courage like a lot of people don't have the courage to show their home because they're embarrassed of it you know like everyone thinks that someone else's home must be so much better so i'm not going to show mine so by having the courage of doing something as simple as showing your interior design showing your basic clean kitchen showing how you clean broccoli you can be helping others so imagine if you start to share how you invested your money talking about NFTs, which so many people are intimidated by, um, so many things. So I want you to value what you know. So let's recap the three tips so far. Number one, write down all your interests. Number two, poll your friends. Number three, value what you know. And the final tip for how to choose the right side hustle for you is don't overthink the outcome, you guys. Tip number four, don't overthink the outcome. When you're choosing your side hustle, this is not the period of time where you need to plot out how this is going to go. You cannot say, oh, I'm going to launch this and then I'm going to get an interview on TV. So I have to make sure that I have outfits. Oh, and, you know, I've always wanted to get this hairstyle. So let me get this hairstyle in advance because I need to film videos and photos for my website. Reel it in, reel it in, reel it in. Because what happens is you start going off on a tangent and focusing on the wrong things. And you didn't even get your side hustle idea fleshed out yet. <laughs> Take it all back. Flesh out your side hustle idea. Okay? This is not the time to worry about how it's all going to play out. All you need to know is 
at this stage, you need to know how to choose the right side hustle for you. And you need to know how to narrow it down to something that you want to do long term. You will not start to view as a chore and you're willing to do even if you don't get paid for it right away. Um, there's an affirmation that I really, really enjoy. I think it's by Deepak and it talks about living with the questions that you're not meant to know the answers right now. So learn to live with the questions, embrace the questions. And that's what I want for us on this side hustle journey. You cannot, you're not supposed to know the answers right now. So for example, when I started Side Hustle Pro, it started as a blog and it was called Kayla K Speaks. I was not meant to know at that point what it was going to grow into. Maybe I wouldn't even have started the blog, right? I would have said, oh, let me jump right into the podcast. But because I just put one foot in front of the other and I said, you know, after doing that survey, my friends made me realize that, hey, I thrive and I'm really good at social media marketing. Like I come alive, I enjoy doing it. And I just, my brain just knows how to do this. Like this is one of my core skills and I was blessed with this uh, talent for it, this knack for it. So I said, let me get back into that world. Let me start building out my personal brand. I've never attempted to do it before. So I said, um, let me start by reviving my old blog. It was called Kayla K Speaks. Um, I didn't know any direction that I wanted to go in yet. All I literally did was repay for my domain name and get it back up and running. And then I started testing out different type of content. I did not know exactly what my niche should be. So I started throwing everything up there from like interviews with people who worked in tech to uh, me summarizing trends that were going on in marketing. And then after a while, I was boring myself. <laughs> so I started just being like, you know what? Let me just do what I like. Let me just do what's interesting to me. Let me start talking to people that I know and sharing their stories on my blog. And the more I did that, the more I honed in, honed in on my niche. Like, hey, I love talking to Black women side hustlers. I see myself in them. And I, too, when I finally get my job, want to um, continue my side hustle. So this is what I'm going to focus on. And I kept going one foot in front of the other. And I did. I still did not know what the outcome would be. And as I kept taking those steps, my side hustle it firmed up, it evolved, it was refined. It grew into the Side Hustle Pro podcast. The Side Hustle Pro podcast grew into the, the world of marketing and I grew as a host, a producer and an entrepreneur. And I was able to start learning different ways that I could, by valuing what I know, teach others through my podcast moguls accelerator, through my small, my shorter courses like Master the Gram and Go, uh, the Go-Getter Action Plan course. And so through starting to build out my revenue streams and growing as an entrepreneur, I was able to quit my job and become a full-time entrepreneur. And that all started with my side hustle. And it all started by me figuring out how to choose the right side hustle for me. So after this episode, take these tips. Tip number one, write down all your interests, narrow them down by you know what excites you, what you would do if you were not getting any money for a while, what you can see yourself doing long-term and what is not gonna become a chore and a burden. Tip number two, poll your friends. You can use the example poll that I did. Go over to sidehustlepro.co slash poll to get that. Tip number three, value what you know. And tip number four, don't overthink the outcome. And with that, I will talk to you next week. 
Hey guys, thanks for listening to Side Hustle Pro. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other side hustlers just like you to find the show. And if you want to hear more from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Side Hustle Pro. Plus, sign up for my six foot Saturday newsletter at sidehustleproco newsletter. When you sign up, you will receive weekly nuggets from me, including what I'm up to, personal lessons, and my business tip of the week. Again, that's sidehustlepro.co slash newsletter to sign up. Talk to you soon. Let me pause for a second. I'm starting to ramble. I'm starting to ramble. Okay. (laughs) 